Hello and welcome to D&D Tonight. This is our second take of the evening because I forgot to start the audio for some reason. It wasn't coming through. But that's okay. We didn't get very far. We just barely got through the intro. Isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> We're so excited. Now we can do it again. Correctly. On our side, he's looking the wrong way. <laughs> There you go. Now you're looking. Just do the intro. No. We are a family of 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons players that get together every Tuesday to play a game. Real play. 5e Dungeons and Dragons podcast. And I am the Dungeon Master. I am Derek. And I play with my family. The first one of which is about to speak. <laughs> speak. <laughs> <laughs> she refuses. Dog. <clears throat> you should be. I am Ghost Slinger. I'm not a dog. I'm a tree, and I'm the best <laughs> person here. I don't care what you people say. I've already said this once, so I don't have to say it again. Oh my god! And I am Osiris, a summoner of animals, ranger, and a killer of animals, ranger of many things. Murderer! I didn't murder anything. Then what have we been doing this entire time? I think mostly being chased around the Shadowfell for the last few weeks. How about you, Dad? I am Merlin the Magician, learner of spells and heavy magic. Although I'm not quite sure how to use all of it. But I'm learning. I'm practicing 58 times a year so (laughs) far. Oh, yes. Yes, we have done this 58 times before. This is episode 59 for those of you joining us tonight. Uh, It should be interesting. Our heroes last week survived an encounter of the most unusual kind. Does anyone remember it? Barely survived. It was scary for me. For some of us, we barely survived. For one of us, we survived on almost full health. Hmm. Wait a minute. We're supposed to get... Experience points. I know that. What happened? Does anybody want to talk about it? What was it that you encountered? We battled armor. Literal armor. Knights of armor. They were they were hollow inside with no skeleton of any kind, just like armor floating around with kind of a uniform. And one turned into a sword. Oh, that was weird. We yeah. had to shoot that down from the sky. You did. Ah, yes, and Merlin made proficient use of his magical missiles. Yep, great. And everyone gains 1,035 experience points. Oh, my. (laughs) You know what? Just because it will make the math easier, make that 1,100 experience points for having survived the surprise encounter by the armor. Does anybody remember what what the armor said? Um, well, uh, something about meddling. Um, yeah, basically, you shall not pass. Yeah. Go past here. We don't have time for your... Stupidness. Our master doesn't have time? Mm Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's pretty close. Did we get into the tent, by any chance? We stopped right as you guys were looking ahead and saw this tent. I think I described it before we cut out, but let's describe it again real quick mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't remember. It looks like this. I think. 
It it's got a musty old flag on top that's tattered and torn. It drapes on one side. 1888. Looks like a tent out of the Egyptian desert. Egyptian desert? Well, Sahara Desert, where the cows go and all that. Oh, you think it looks like that? Well, it is. It's starting to shift a little bit from the kind of ashy kind of wasteland that you guys were in to more sandy sort of area ahead of you. You're at the junction where the road changes. So it's definitely not a circus tent, right? No, it is not a circus tent. <clears throat> Imagine in your minds, there is a large tent on the side of the road. You guys have just defeated this armor, which is laying in tatters at your feet now. There is a five-post tent. There are four corner, corner posts and then one central post that sticks up higher than the rest of the tent. On that central post is where you can see the tatters of a flag. Well, that's what they have drawn. Hmm. It looks like it was once a nice construction, but the ages show upon its fabric now. There are tears in the canvas. Nice. The large entrance to it stands open. Yep. You guys go into the death tent. I'll be out here. <laughs> of course you will. All right. Ghostslinger has announced her desire to get last dibs on loot. Okay. Um. The food must have arrived. Do we need to re-health? <laughs> for lack of a better word. So, as I remember, you guys were kind of looking worse for wear at the end of your fight. However, you don't see anything around you that is an immediate threat after you've dealt with these <sighs> bad dudes. Um, so the tent is standing there. You don't have to mess with it. You can leave it. You could walk on without it, uh, just ignoring it, and move on your way. You could camp up outside the tent. Just, like, keep a safe distance from it and take a short rest, spending some hit dice. The choice is up to you how you want to proceed. I understand if you're cautious after your surprise encounter with these suits of animated armor that seemingly managed to sneak up on you. And about kill me. Me too. Speaking of, I'm sure I'll get some flack for this. You do have a thing, if I remember. There's an enchantment on you that gives you advantage on initiative checks. And perhaps the inability to be surprised? I don't really remember if that was part of it or not. Hmm. Me? Yeah, I don't know. You guys probably should pay attention to the items that you have. A thing does that? Yeah, I thought your your uh, your breastplate had an enchantment put upon it that gave you advantage on initiative checks or some such. It does say advantage on initiative rolls. What does that mean? It means you get to roll it twice. I get to roll what twice? Initiative. Initiative. When do I roll initiative? Anytime I tell you to roll initiative, you get to roll it twice. Twice, take the bigger number. Mm-hmm. But you doesn't that just pick- get to? Doesn't that just mean I get to go f- like first or something? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, I would have, um, I would have considered it to be valid that you say I am very difficult to surprise, and I made, I would like a reaction, a chance to <laughs> evade or something. Might have mm-hmm. let you have that, but you didn't say anything, so I whacked you with a big old suit of knight armor. In the face. <laughs> I thought initiative was just when we were rolling to see who goes first. It is, but you're very fast. I didn't quite factor that in, so it's up to you to remember these things and let me know when you think I'm doing something that wouldn't have played out that way. Maybe you would have dodged, but you must have been very enthused in whatever was distracting you before these things kind of materialized out of the monotone gray landscape in front of you. We were just walking along. <laughs> what, what is 
think initiative means? Walking uh, around the Christmas tree on a happy holiday. I mean, I don't know. How about when somebody takes initiative and opens a new project or takes the initiative to be the first of the group to say, hey, that's not going to work. Yeah, but that's what initiative is. You think it's initiative when the man is like going to attack you? You didn't. You knew he was coming. No, that's called being surprised. But when I say roll initiative, you have advantage on rolling initiative, so you would have most likely gone first uh, if you weren't surprised. But you're also very, very quick and pretty high perception. I think wisdom. You have some. So you might have, I think I gave you an, a wisdom roll for perception before you got surprised. But give me some words of wisdom. I have two wisdom. Oh, yeah, they're not main wisdom stat. You're dex based. I, I forget. Perception is bubbled. I think you are the most perceptive of the group, even though you're not super perceptive. Hmm, interesting. Rawl is not. Um, He's very intelligent, but not perceptive. And wiz- Merlin is the same. So. What do you wish to do besides eat your chicken sandwiches? Brought to you today by... <laughs> D&D Tonight is brought to you by sustenance. It keeps us fed and not hungry. Brought to you by chicken. <laughs> what was I going to okay. Brought to you by... Well, in a moment of indecision of the group, Rawl pulls out another piece of that root that he had you buy from uh, Brightstone, and he starts chewing on them. Just like I'm chewing on these pickles. I would like to rest, have fun, and get some health back. Because guess who's basically at full health? Yes, unhittable one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Ghost Slinger has no reason not to go poke her nose into that tent and see if there's any other bad guys nearby. Yes, very stealthily. Maybe if I feel like it. Sheesh. Go check it out. Asharis sits down near Rawl, who is chewing on his roots. So what do I chew, do? Chew, 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 chew. How do I get health back? Well, a short rest takes one hour, so you're going to take an hour out of your day to kind of sit around and talk to each other, or lay down and watch the clouds go by. And listen to the tent. And perish. Keep your eyes on the tent, I guess. You can be, you can be attentive and still... Ha-ha. Attentive? Yeah. Pod, pod. Nice Very pod. funny. Play on words. Attentive. Ha ha. <laughs> I hate puns. Dad, you are not very loud tonight. Um, what did I do last time? I'm working on a uh, a reflector for the back of my iPad. Maybe that'll help. I'm not sure. So, with you talking at the wall, you got louder. <laughs> How do I get health back? So, you have on your sheet a thing that says hit dice. It's to the left of your health. It says 5d10. 5d10. It should probably be 6d10 because you are now level 6. So, you get to roll those hit dice. So, it is 6d10. Each one that you roll, you add your constitution modifier, and that's how much health you recover. Which mm-hmm. one's a d10? This one. Also take it. Oh, the same one I have here. Mm-hmm. Since you're going to be rolling, like... Six of them. No, she's only down 30 hit points or so. Shouldn't take all of them to heal back up. I don't need to heal. I'm the best. Being cocky is not going to get me anywhere. You're right. You're learning how this works, little girl. Yes. Okay, how's that? Any better? 
not really. You're still quiet. Okay. Did you uh, do the math to get one thousand eighteen thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight? That's what I got. Yes, all eights. So I got all my health back. I've managed to somehow magically put you at one thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight experience. Lucky. Yes. Fantastic. I didn't even try. I have all my health back. I have my existence in the train. Merlin, how are you doing on health? Uh, I, I would assume ten damage last time. Is that a lot for you? How many health do you have? I don't have any health. <laughs> <laughs> then that's a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm weak. Dead. I have minus one on strength. All right, your hit die will be one d six. So it's a normal looking die. It's got six sides on it. Right. You can roll up to six of them. You don't have to roll them all to recover your hit, your health. You add your constitution. And I have... So if you roll 1d6, add your constitution modifier. Two. So two plus... No, it's two is the constitution. You said constitution, right? I did. So it's four plus two. Do I do that plus two each time or after the whole thing? I think it's plus two each time. Yes, most likely... That's what you kind of said before. Five, six, seven. So what do I need to get over ten? Well, to fill up your health as much as you wish to. Well, I'm over ten already, so. All right, then you have consumed those three hit dice, and you are back to full health. Rawl has done the same. It also took him three hit dice in order to bring back his health. And I have four. not done anything. It took four for me. What are you doing with your hour, Ghost Slinger? Well, these... Peasants must heal due to taking all the damage and you not, you know, jumping in front of the sword blade to save your friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I just sit around, existing, <laughs> looking for a kazoo, which I still don't have. It's a shame about that kazoo. 59 episode Major shame. If you'd have asked the dwarves for one, they could have made you one. Well, I didn't have a kazoo obsession then. <laughs> if if Merlin hadn't given away his comb, he could have given you a comb, but then he gave it away in exchange for information. Well. So you sit around existing. How about you, Asharis? What do you do? How far away from this tent are you? Away. A safe distance, I would say six feet, because I'm very fast. Six feet? Yes. You're only six feet away from it? Yes. Okay. Right You're right upon this tent. Are you at the door? Close to the door, yes. So I'm I can in. see in, and I am listening for I'm sound. Watching. What did you say, Merlin? Oh, I went to get ear- earbuds to stick in so I could talk in that, see if that would work. Okay, I'm walking around the tent to examine the outside as I play my juice harp. You definitely don't have another magical musical instrument with you that you've just created. What just happened? <laughs> oh, when you were doing the, how about this one? A bell? <laughs> Not just a bell. It's a bobby hat. I got it when we were in England together. Anyway, um, I'm examining the outside of the tent. Looking at the, because uh, I'm planning on going in. What? Uh, so. You walk around the tent a couple times while you are resting up, uh, checking out the outside and seeing if there's anything hidden about it. Right. How close do you get to it? I'm walking at the base of the tent 
And I'm also going to check for magic right now. How close do you get to it? I'm walking at the base of the tent. All Okay, so you're right up on it? Right on it. Marilyn, as you walk around this tent, with what little light there is in the Shadowfell, you can see through some of these cracks. It's a little bit dark inside. It doesn't appear that there is anyone inside the tent, but you do take notice of the fact that the fabric is moving in the wind. There is a slight breeze on the air that seems to constantly blow across this area. The tent's kind of flapping, and you can hear the sound of the fabric. Flaps. With a flapping kind of noise. Oh, I'm so good at this description. Flap, flap, flap. You know the sound I mean, where a fabric kind of slaps up against itself as it waves in the air. Flap. Yes. Flap. Ajaris, you're sitting close to the entrance of this tent and looking inside, keeping an eye to make sure that nothing in there moves. You don't see any movement within the tent itself. You see the ends of what you assume are bedrolls of some kind or sleeping gear inside this tent and a couple of pots are near the entrance, but you don't see any movement other than that kind of gentle swaying of the fabric in the breeze. Oh, that's creepy. Everything is creepy. So it's moving. Is it dark in there? It is fairly dark inside. It's not greatly bright in the Shadowfell in general. It's not completely dark. You can see in, but it's like obscured in shadows. So there's no feet that I can see in the end of the bedrolls? No, they appear to be flat from what you can see of them. I think there's going to be dead people in there. Yep. I think there's nobody there. They've gone out on a, a, a walk looking for something. At least you think better than us. Wait, how many bedrolls are there? Well, we can only see three. It's the knight's tent. Did I already say three? No, I made that up. Oh. <laughs> okay, good. You can see three. Mm. <laughs> wow. It's the knight's tent. The knights were actually people. And then they died. Yes. Consumed by the armor. No, I think they were people, but the, what we thought was their their aura came out and attacked us. And mm. then we so, killed their aura. We killed the aura of the the people. So now, and they're, now they're weak. Merlin, do you cast do you cast the detect magic spell? I do cast the detect magic spell. Yes. Or do the ritual? I guess there's a ritual, and you won't have to use a spell slot for it. I'm doing the ritual. You guys can't see it, but Merlin on the camera is is doing his best Doctor Strange. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm the best Doctor, Doctor, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who, Who doesn't do rituals. Most no, but he does not. strange things. That is true. Okay, so Merlin, where do you do your ritual? Do you do your ritual back with the rest of the group, or do you do it on the other side of the tent? Do you go around and then come back? I'm doing it. I'm I'm actually on the back side of the tent where there's a small tear in the in the uh, tent and I'm looking in to see what I can see and doing the ritual there. Hmm. Okay, so doing the ritual occupies your attention. As you look through the tear in the tent, you can see through to Asharis and Ghost Slinger and Rawl who are sitting on the opposite side of the tent. But you take some time back there and you Perform your ritual, which, by the way, takes ten minutes. This is not a small, slow process. This is an intricate, involved, magical art that you're doing in order to not consume a spell slot. And as you complete your casting, 
it becomes apparent to you that inside the tent there is a box that you can see through the fabric of the tent now with your arcane vision that is glowing. A glowing box. A glowing box. Yay! <clears throat> we have experience with those. It is small. It's smaller than a loaf of bread. I want to go get the box, but I don't know about it. Maybe about the size of a brick. Perhaps a little bit bigger. Wait, the last time last time we encountered a glowing thing, it tried to kill us. True. Right, we had to... We tried to kill it last time. Actually, the last two times we encountered glowing things. So to be clear, <laughs> glowing boxes. it's not glowing because it's glowing. <clears throat> it's glowing because Merlin cast Detect Magic. Ah, I see. There's magic okay, so in the box. So his eyes can see magic objects, I think within 30 feet or 100 feet or something like that. But you're well within range of being able to see this box that is glowing inside the tent. There's a magic object in the box. All right. Uh, telepathically, can I talk to my friends? You can whisper to your friends. They will hear your voice in their ear as a whisper. It is not telepathic. Oh, cool. But essentially, it works very similar because no one else can hear it. Just them. Do I have to whisper? You do have to whisper. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, real life you does not have to whisper. You can just say it as if you are whispering. But, like, it has to be audible so that people on the podcast can hear it. They <laughs> like hearing what you say. I don't like hearing what I say. Asharis and Ghostslinger, if you can hear me, and I know you can, I'm looking through a tear in the back of the tent, and I've cast a magic spell to detect magic. I can see a brick-sized block of glowing something, maybe a box, Inside the tent, we need to, I think, need to go investigate this. Hmm. I will, I will come around the, I'm going to come around the rest of the way around the tent and see if I see anything else. But right now, that's all I see. They can and have talk you cast? They can talk back to you. They can re reply, I believe, like a single sentence type thing. Or I guess as long as you leave the link open. Oh. But it's one at a time. Kind of like a CB radio. Kind of. <laughs> Break a one right. nine, break a one nine. This is bandit. <laughs> let me see. Let me see before I, I just go ahead and say you can do that. Let me look up a message real quick. I knew I could talk to him. You point your finger towards a creature within range and whisper a message. The target and only the target hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. So yes, they can reply to you. Cool. The range is one hundred and twenty feet. I don't have to see them though, correct? Nope. Uh, as long as you know where they are, you just have to point in their direction. All right, I'm doing that. Hmm. I'm over here around the back of the tent. I'm going to continue around the tent counterclockwise from this view. Okay. That's a good tent. <laughs> I like that drawing. The, uh, the object remains visible to you as you walk around the tent. You do not have to be looking through the slit in the fabric to see it. It is visible through the fabric to your magically imbued eyes. Cool. I have more power than I thought. I can see through tents while I'm seeing magic, actually. All right, mm. well, I am going to... So is the is our, is our resting time over? We're good now? Yes, you are good. You have recovered your hit points. Merlin has done his thing in your hour, and you have recovered your health, and you have sat 
patiently watching at this tent, wondering whether or not something else lurks within. So I didn't hear anything, right? The only thing that you heard was the gentle flapping of the fabric in the breeze. Flap, flap. And I didn't see anything. Only the the slight movements of the tent as it blows in the breeze. I suppose potentially you might hear some creaks, like, because there's some ropes that hold up the, the tent, the support-like mm-hmm. ropes. Those yep. ropes probably creak as the tent moves in the wind. Okay. So, like, tent it might have creaked a little bit, but not, like, you know, anything loud. Well, I'm going to get up and draw my sword! Asharis <laughs> draws her blade! This is the only time I actually want to go get a magic box. Let me go get the magic box. Wait a minute, what? You're going in there? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So did you message both of them, Merlin? They both know about this magic box? Yes, they both know. I talked to both of them. They both answered, actually. Okay, Ghostslinger, do you want to wait for Merlin to come around the tent? No! <laughs> All right, Ghostslinger, how do you go about going into this tent? Sneakily. Sneakily? <laughs> she sneakily moves up to this tent. Roll me a sneakily dice. Ghostslinger, do you need me to tell you where the bedrolls are? No. How about you want me to tell you where the magical box is? No. <laughs> okay. She's going to just jart in there super fast and steal it before you get a chance to get there. Exactly. All right. Him, it's a 13 plus all the stuff ears. What's for the stupid bubble again? What is with me forgetting what the bubbles are for? <laughs> plus three. Plus three? Yes. Okay. Which is, it's a 16, and don't we add the uh, dexterity afterwards? Yes, you do. Okay, then it is a 20. Ghostslinger, you creep forward, not making a sound as your boots move across the soft earth beneath them. (laughs) You make your way up to the entrance of the tent. Do you go inside? Yes! As you make your way up to the entrance of the tent and you peer inside, you see these three bedrolls. They appear to be dry-rotted. They've got a layer of dust over top of them. And bones! There are a couple of sacks piled up in the corner. (gasps) I didn't see that. There are some pots towards the front of the tent. As you approach, you can see that there is a handle hanging off the opening on the top of one. What kind of handle? Did you do you look closer? Do you want to answer what do you what what do you do? I'm going for the box. You don't see a box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look for the box. Alright, you move further into the tent. You see those sacks in the corner. You see these bedrolls. You see those pots, and as you're standing inside, it seems as if even the ropes that are holding the tent together would break apart if you touched them. Hmm. Wow. It's been here a long time. The whole place seems like it could come down with a, a, stong- a stiff breeze. Hmm. It's like frozen in time or something? What do you do? <laughs> you want to find the box. It doesn't seem like it's sitting on top of anything. Oh, dear God, it's in the pot, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know, is it? I hope not. All right, what do you want to do? Open the stupid pot. 
Okay, you go over to the pot. There are no lids in the pot. You look into the pot and you see a ladle. A ladle? Yes, there is a ladle hanging off of the opening of the pot as if it once contained water. As you look down inside, you don't see anything but dust coating the bottom. There are two more similar pots that are likewise empty. Hmm. Okay, let's go look at the sacks then. All right, you start to investigate these sacks. They contain debris that looks like it was once perishables that have long since rotted away. There are a couple of strips that look almost like leather of meat that has dried out and mummified in this box or in these sacks. And there's a couple of seeds that have dried out from where there once were perceivably fruit or vegetables. I don't know which one have seeds in. Because <laughs> tomatoes always throw me off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Merlin, you come around to the front of the tent where you find a Rawl and Asharis are watching as Ghostslinger has made her way into the tent. Hmm. It's in I think I will follow her in. I think I will kick you out. <laughs> Merlin follows Ghostslinger into the tent. Looking around Merlin, you see much the same thing. Some sacks of that have been thrown open and stuff kind of thrown out of them. It looks like a bunch of debris and detritus. There are empty pots sitting towards the entrance that look like they were once used for some kind of water storage, but they are now empty. And you see some ropes and such hanging from the roof on the inside. And these three bedrolls, which appear to be empty. Hmm. Well, I did the magic from the outside, and I do know where the glowing brick is. Oh, yeah. You can still see it. But I'm looking for a genie. A genie! You're looking for a genie. In a magical... (laughs) A genie in a pot that you can rub the side and she pops out and gives you a wish. Well, you see a glowing box. Well... A brick-shaped object. Right. I'm going to walk to the right-hand side as I go in the door and take a closer look at the glowing brick. You see that the glowing brick is in about the middle of one of these bedrolls. It is turned long ways with the bedroll. Hmm. Can I kick him, please? (laughs) (laughs) Ghostslinger, you see Merlin come into the tent... And make his way to one of these three bedrolls. And he stoops down next to it and looks like he's going to go to open it. What do you want to do? I go over there and open it before he can. Merlin stoops down about to op- to throw open this, this bedroll to take a look at what's inside. And you quickly, like, rip it open. And you find that it literally falls apart in your hands. This thing tears open instead of the fabric moving it basically disintegrates as you touch it it crackles and creaks as the fabric is moved and then tears away and you see in front of you a familiar looking small box (gasps) give me the box it's mine now roll me a history check a history check yes you also see this box roll a history check Okay. 15 plus 2. <laughs> not, not 20. 
It's a 20. I got an 18, so is that good enough? <laughs> it's a 20. Mm -mm. I never rolled a 20 before. <laughs> you probably have. Just to ruin the moment, you probably Not have. in this game. No, 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 no. Maybe, 20 maybe. plus, uh... This is your first critical hit? Like, in 58 episodes? <laughs> I, I do not believe that. First time I rolled a 20. I don't believe it. I'm looking, looking, looking. I can't even add anything. Okay, so history will be under intelligence, so get your intelligence bonus of plus four, plus your proficiency bonus, because I think you're proficient in history, so it becomes a 27. Wow. It is the best you could possibly do. And I will give you a small behind-the-scenes, listeners. I have never before, when making my players roll a history check, had a level that is beyond just passing the DC. It says... Really good <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> I want a genie to pop out of the bottle. Okay. <laughs> Merlin. Yes. Roll me another intelligence check quickly. Just Do I have any intelligence? Yes, you have plus four to your intelligence. Just roll Ten. One. Ten plus four, fourteen. Ghostslinger, do you want to try and grab the box before Merlin does? Yes. I assumed <laughs> as much. Roll me a dexterity check. I assumed as much. <laughs> it's a 16 plus 4, 20. Fight me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I tried, Merlin. Ghost Slinger grabs up the box, but not before you get a chance to see what is on it. Merlin, it looks like the one that you got in white. Dear Lord. But it is more complete than the one that you got there. The mar markings on the box are not worn away and old. You can make out part of the sigil on the box. Box. Back. On the box, yes. <laughs> you take out the box that's at your side and has been for some time now, and looking at it and comparing it to what you just saw, you realize that they are decorated in the same sigil. It is the sigil of an osprey. You remember from your time below white that the osprey was the symbol of the kingdom of Mercia. The kingdom of Mercia. Mercy was nerfed. Kingdom of what? Kingdom of Mercia. Merlin, what do you do? Because you rolled so exquisitely perfectly, I'll tell you the things you need to know. The kingdom of Mercia was what was where white is before White was there, the city of White was built on top of catacombs, on top of catacombs, and the ruins of the city from before. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> I can't write too fast. Were they a mountain people? Ghost Slinger. Merlin has taken his box off of his side and is looking at it. You have the box that you just picked up from the floor. I'm taking his box too! Oh my gosh. That's not right. I can do what I want. You're so mean. Can you tell me... I'm looking for a genie in a bottle in this tent because it's a perfect tent for that. But but do I, did we have a, a drawing of the what the shield or the what kind of a bird did you call it look like osprey osprey did i draw i believe you drew an osprey when you originally were under the catacombs can i steal his box now oh my god no 
Yes. I draw the line. No, you do not. I do it twice, please. Huh. You're going to get That's kicked out of this party. <laughs> Good. Ghost, Ghostslinger, roll a dex check. You want me to roll a dex check? Yep, roll a dex check. 17 plus 421. Wow. Okay. Merlin, roll an intelligence check. Oh, this is a fight to the death. Two. With advantage. One. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> he did no better. I can't help it. Asharis, make a reaction check. Will I get the box? As, as Ghost Slinger has just snatched both boxes from Merlin. Nine. <laughs> I have no idea how to... You asked me to talk more. This was a mistake. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> to draw a offspring. I'm a rogue. What do you expect? Well, I expect this from rogues, yes. A rogue is not a thief. You're not you're hey, not a what is... Yes, you are you are a ninja, not a thief. I do what I please. But you go ahead, you steal the second box, you're holding both of them. What now? I steal the third box! <laughs> So there's no box trio. I'm offended. There is not a box trio. Do you even know what's in the box you just stole? No. <laughs> and you have no idea what's in the box that you just picked up off the floor. Well, you've started down this path. What do you want to do now? Open the box. <laughs> Does anyone want to use their words? Ghostslinger. Oh, use your words. Give the boxes back. No, they're my boxes now. Ghostslinger, it may be. It may be unsafe. We need to examine the box before you start prying with it. Well, I'm not going to open it. Why would I want to open it? <laughs> she just said she wanted to open it. Why, Why did you buy it? Why did you not going to open it? Why did you take it? I just want boxes. Why did you take it from me? I need more collectibles. <laughs> then we will get more collectibles at the next store. <laughs> we can't get kazoos in the shadow fell. Oh my gosh, give the boxes back. No, I will examine them myself. We can all <laughs> examine them together in a circle. Because you have much Go intelligence. Ghostslinger, make an intelligence check. Oh, I, I can do that too. You ask. Can I give you some bad news, Ghostslinger? What? What is the bad news? I had pickles for supper tonight. <laughs> 17 plus 320. Stop asking me to make checks. Ghostslinger, you recognize the symbol on the top of the box, and you realize that it is the box, it is the same as the one that Merlin got in white. The boxes are the same! We need Merlin to figure out what that means. Well, how about you get all the magicians together? The entire magician club. <laughs> and then we all examine them in a circle. <laughs> a friend. Ghostslinger, you notice as Rawl tries to sneak behind you. He's not very sneaky. I proceed to um, walk away with the boxes. Okay, where do you go? You said you wanted to get in a circle. In the circle! Okay. Alright, the rest of us are joining in the circle. 
So Ghostslinger heads outside. Do you sit down in the in the sand? Yes, I draw a circle in the sand as well. Ghostslinger draws a circle in the sand, and where do you go in the circle? Uh the furthest away from the tent which I would decree is the top of the circle. Okay. Ghostslinger goes to the top of the circle and sits down. What do you do with the boxes? Put them in the middle of the circle and then say, join me in my, I mean, friendship circle. A friendship circle. Everyone files out of the tent and comes to sit down with Ghost Slinger in her, no, wait, friendship circle. (laughs) Merlin, you know what is inside the box that you got in white. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Do you want to... Explain what you got from the box in white before you do anything with the new box. If you don't remember, I can help. Well, you're going to need to help because I've been going through my notes to find the picture of the uh, albatross. That's what I drew an albatross, but I can't find. But I I don't 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 find the the what was in the box. What's in the box? Inside the box in white, you found two empty potion bottles and one potion of fire breathing that you have tried to use almost every episode consecutively. (laughs) Yes. I have it written down here, yes. The insides of the box that you had were like a nice velvety inside that cushioned these three vials of potion. This box looks very similar. We haven't opened it yet, though. Let's open the box! Do you explain to your compatriots what you found in the last box that looks very similar and that it bears the symbol of the Lost Kingdom of Mercia? Yes. This box does have the Lost Symbol of Mercia on it. So I'm assuming that these could have been people from there or something from there. And the box... Hopefully we'll have more vials inside for me to... uh, Icon dibs! Oh my gosh. Well, okay. What are you going to do with the... Well, let's open it up and see. Merlin walks forward and he opens up the box. Let her open the box. Yeah, why can't I open the box? (laughs) Merlin, if you want to let her open the box, I might change what's inside the box. Inside the box is a murder demon that pops out and eats Ghost Slinger's head. (laughs) <laughs> great i have to make it it senses her evil intentions and eats her head the whole thing like one big bite and then she starts running around like a chicken with no head and then i die yep and then she falls over and then uh i believe she says this can't be happening and the illusion of what just happened in all of our imaginations goes away, just like in that old classic GameCube game, Eternal Darkness. Mm. I don't know what that is. So, Merlin, if you don't step forward to open the box, you volunteer it to Ghost Slinger. Go ahead and volunteer it to Ghost Slinger. Nope, open the box. <laughs> Ghost Slinger, I'm going to stand here with with uh, my my arms in hand, ready in case something goes wrong. We don't know what's in that box. <laughs> this could be scary. How about Rawl opens the box? <laughs> oh, now you're having second I thoughts? Rawl. <laughs> well, Rawl may be more suited because he's from the area. No, he's not. He's from the Feywild. I know, but this is this is the Feywild. This is his 
This domain. is the Shadowfell. It is the antithesis of the Feywild. Oh. Sorry, okay, somebody shadow. open the box. <laughs> Rawl, open the box. <laughs> Rawl's going to get to open it now? Oh my Rawl God. steps forward and picks up the box that you got in white, and he hands it back to you, and he says, Better safe than sorry. Oh no. And then he walks over to the other box, and he takes his tail, and there's a small, a small latch, like a a clasp on the front of the box, kind of like a jewelry box. And he takes the tip of his tail and he pokes at it a little bit, trying to get his tail underneath it. And he gets, he gets one of the scales on his tail up underneath the latch. And then he pulls at it until it goes click and it pops open. And then he takes his tail and he pushes at the top of the box at an angle, just so that it starts to creep open just a little bit. And he, he kind of ducks back out of the way and he keeps pushing it a little bit more and a little bit more until the top of the box falls open. And it reveals that there are three flasks inside. <gasps> each with a stopper and a different colored liquid. And the first thing you notice is that they're in color, much the same as Rawl's tail is green. <coughs> One of them is dark purple. Another one, one looks like a light blue liquid. And the liquid is, instead of in the bottom of the container, it's in the top of the container. And the bottom looks like it's empty. Oh, no. Okay, that's, that's weird. That's one for me. And the last one is a bright, vibrant red. <gasps> you don't even know what they do. Shush, <laughs> I don't care. You're so mean. I'm not mean, I'm just being me. Ghostslinger leaps up, jumps across the box, grabs the purple vial. Nice. And she holds it up to her eyes and she looks at it. And as you hold it up and you look at it, you see that the the dark purple liquid is tumbling through itself endlessly. And there is an electrical crackle of pink dancing across its surface. That is strange. That's something you don't see every day. Merlin. Do you investigate yes. the one that has the light blue liquid that appears to be floating? Yes, that one's definitely for me. Merlin, you pick up the uh, the second potion from in this box, and you see that it is this light blue liquid. And as you manipulate the flask, you see that that liquid constantly rises to the top of the container. Exactly. No matter which way you, you turn it, it behaves the opposite of what a liquid normally would do, which would be to sink to the bottom. No gravity. Mom, there's one more. There's four bottles in there? No, there's three. There's. She said there was one more. Yeah, there's one more. Well, we've gone over blue and I guess I will investigate red. the red one. Asharis picks up the red potion bottle and she looks at it. As you move it, you see that the inside the vibrant red, there is a liquid glimmer. Imagine that phosphorescent paint, or maybe phosphorescent is not the one I want. The pearlescent paint, the one that like color changes on a car. It's kind of like that as this liquid moves around inside the bottle. So how are we going to find out what they do? I mean, yours too seems pretty obvious. I know what mine does. <laughs> Brawl looks at the potion that you have in your hand, Asharis, and he says, no, this one, healing Duh! What is red? But he takes out one of the other healing potions that you guys have, and he holds it up to the bottle, and he says, Better! Hmm. 
Mm. You got a better one. <clears throat> yeah, yours is outdated. <laughs> but it didn't help whoever was here. Merlin, roll a investigation check. Is it the same big dice that I've been losing with all the time? <laughs> yes, except for the fact that you rolled a nat 20 and then a 1 and a 2. But that's totally normal. That's how it always works for me, too. 7. 7 plus 4 plus 3. Okay. So, 14. You look at it. You look at the red potion that Nasharis is holding, and it appears to you that Rawl is right. It is better. But it's not just a little better. It looks like it's a lot better. You think that this is a potion of superior healing. Superior healing! You better... So a normal healing potion would do 2d4 plus your constitution modifier. A superior healing potion, I believe, is 8d4. I'm better write this hmm. down. I'm writing as fast as I can. 8d4? Yes, plus your constitution modifier. Merlin... Roll another investigation check. Actually, before you roll another investigation check, what do you think your potion does? Well, I think it's like a anti-gravity. It, uh, it always floats to the top of the bottle. So you don't want to pull the stopper out. It'll just float away. <laughs> that seems like it might be correct. Go ahead and roll your investigation check. Okay. You better not fail me now. Eight plus four plus three. Fifteen. You've seen a potion. Well... You've read of potions like this in the past. This is a potion of flying. Now he can fly. He's an even I worse. It. Whoever imbibes this potion will be able to fly. I believe it has a duration of one hour and does not require concentration checks. He can just fly away without us. Hmm. No, it's just for emergency purposes. That's why it's been here for all this time. You can only use it once. Ghostslinger! Roll an investigation check. Whoop-de-doo. a 14. I don't have investigation. I'm not that good at this. Would you still add just the normal modifier? For your intelligence, yes. Okay, then it's a 17. The luck of the 7. With a 17, Ghostslinger, and your background in illusion magics and the arcane, you pop out the stopper on your potion bottle and you stick your tiny finger in there and get just the tiniest little tip of it into the liquid and then you touch it to your tongue. Oh my god. And you taste its kind of irony kind of color and you feel like this is a potion of resistance of some kind as it takes a little while for the tiny amount that you put on your tongue to sink in. You feel that electrical kind of crackling in the back of your mind and you think... This is a potion of psychic resistance. Nice. Whoever imbibes this potion will have resistance to psychic damage. Nice. And I believe it also makes your mind uh, impossible to read. You won't be able to have your thoughts read. Hmm. He's preparing us for something and I don't like it. <laughs> what are we writing down? Well, you need to write down psychic resistance potion or something. Okay. I don't know. I don't spell psychic. I just wrote psych. What do you do with your potions? Pocket it. Put it back in the box for safekeeping? <laughs> you can put it back in the box. I'm taking it with me. Well, it's been in the box a long time. I would say clean the box up, put it back in there. You, you, guys, got, the, you, the box to, you got the bag to carry it in. Yeah, I got the bag. You can carry them all. Exactly. You're such a criminal. <laughs> now, don't forget, if you need them in a hurry, it's better to be holding it than to have to go get it out of the bag. 
Exactly. Oh, why I'm keeping mine. I will carry it. Yeah. I have a place to carry mine also. I think we all should. Ring of protection. You're gonna carry it in the ring. Oh, I'm gonna carry it in my potion bag. He, like, opens the ring. There's just potion in it. He drinks it. He closes the ring. That was in a movie once. Exactly. I don't know what movie it was, but I know something like that probably happened. <laughs> probably. What movie? Now that you have investigated the tent and checked out its contents, you notice that your delay and the fight that you had has kind of let night creep up on you. It looks like it's starting to get dark. No. Wait. We're not leaving, are we? I want to take the flag down. Why do you want to take the flag down? That's probably going to be impossible. How do you go about taking the flag down? I'm going to knock the tent down. Take the center pole out. Why are you going to do that? The real question. I want to look at the flag closer. I can only see tattered, torn... There's there's some painting on it, some kind of a crest or something. Why would you use the main chance to take it down? The second real question. Can I use the mage hands to take it down? Your mage hand extends out from you and heads up to the top of the tent as your curiosity about the origin of this thing gets the better of you. And you pull on it until it comes free from its hold on the center post above the tent. And you bring it down closer in front of you. What do you do? I'm dusting it off. Carefully, not to tear the threads and remove any more paint. I want to see what the crest shape is implying. If this is from white or a kingdom of mirror, M-A-M-E-R-C-A-M-G-C-A, I want to see what their crest is. So let me try to redraw what they've got on this flag. Merlin, you put the flag out on the ground in front of you. You try and lay out the tatters, spread them back so that they're not just flapped over top of each other. You're very meticulous in your efforts to try and lay this out without doing further damage. Roll me a straight d20. Just roll the die. 16. Sweet. Oh, he finally gets a good roll. (laughs) Thank God. Exactly. As you're laying this out, you can see that it is just a gray piece of cloth. It stands out against the almost white of the sand. If there was sun at some point, actually, no, it seems as if there was sun at some point because the crest that you expected to be on this flag is not there, but you can see a faint outline of where some of the material is less sun damaged than other parts, so you can tell that there was something on it. And as you lay it out and you meticulously piece it back together for the pieces that you have, you see that the symbol that was on this flag, appears to have been the same as the symbol that you found on the box. It's the people from the okay. place. And they're dead because they are. <clears throat> that kind of uh, sums it up. Huh. The mystery has been solved. No, where did the people go? They're dead. Why did they leave their home to come to the Shadowfell? I mean... Because they got trapped there. Questions. Well, we, we're on a we're on a crest looking for the last crest. Quest. Hurrah! I, I, I know, I know, I know, Mom. I know. Maybe they were on a crest quest and uh, didn't make it any further than this. Although we did not find any bones. Unfortunately, <laughs> you could sell those for a good price. Talk about there was a bone yard, the whole bone garden of bones. I think he meant the bones of the people. 
whose tent this was. That were in the tent. Yeah. We found leftover vegetables and stuff and some seeds and this and that and the other pots and pans, but no bones. They were like, oh, these people, here you go. Thanks, guys. And they just got abducted. Now they're dead. So what do you do now? Go. I guess we set up camp because it's getting dark. Okay, that's fine, too. Yes, we to wander around the shadow, fell in the dark like normal people. Oh, great ideas, Ghost Slinger. How do you go about setting up camp? You have a tent nearby. Well, I'm I'm all for sitting going into the tent, and I'll turn on my staff and make light. Merlin turns on his staff and makes light, and you get a, a, a better look at this tent than you've had uh, before, with it being dark and shadowy inside. And you can see that these items don't look like similar make to yours. They don't seem like they're from the same area or potentially time period as the gear that you guys have collected through your travels in Angland. They're older? Or different. Hard to tell, different places, but you think you know where these are from, so perhaps they are from a different time period. Being this close to the desert, they would be pretty well preserved, just aged, I would think. Rawl did not have a bedroll when you guys were all abducted into the Shadowfell by Zabuza. So he goes inside and lays out his traveling cloak on top of one of the three bedrolls that are laid out in the tent, and he curls up to go to sleep. <gasps> Whoa. Now, with the, with the staff lit up, I can see inside the tent there's some colors on the, the tent on the inside that haven't been damaged by the sun or lack of sun. Like it was striped material at one time. I like that. So as he as he lays down, does the bedroll turn to color with his human? He's not human, but uh, if you remember, only Rawl shows green. Everything he's wearing is gray as everything else in the Shadowfell. So you have a feeling the reason that this box and the potions inside it are colored is because they are magic. Or in very, like, close proximity to magic. They've preserved their color despite the fact that they've been in the Shadowfell. Well, as I watched Raw lie down there, I thought maybe the bedroll he laid on would turn to a different color. So I'm going to, I'm going to touch the other bedroll and dust it off a little bit and s- kneel down on it and see if it changes to... Uh, See if there's any magic by me touching it and sitting on it. As you touch it, it basically crumbles away. The material is so old and decrepit that it tears as your knee presses into it. Oh, well. I'll look through it and see if there's any any change, spare change left in it, or maybe a, a doubloon or something. Merlin, roll me a investigation check. I'm investigating the bedroll. 20! <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. I got two 20s in one day. <laughs> Can anybody... Merlin, as you... As you very... Take a picture of this. 
As you very thoroughly investigate this bedroll, you're looking inside it and underneath it, and the bottom of the tent is open to the ground. As you run your hands uh, through the sand underneath this tent, this bedroll, looking to see if there's anything hidden within, your hand stops across a gold piece, and you pull it out and you look at it, and it does not bear the mark of Angland or any of the places that you've been in the past. This is a symbol that is different from all of the gold that you have in your possession at the moment. Wow. Mark down on your character sheet. I don't want to call it a doubloon. I don't want to call it a sterling either. An unusual coin. Not Roman. <laughs> what page am I writing this on? Uh, add it to your inventory. Okay. Heron. I like that. Uh, okay. Write down one gold heron coin. And you see on it, there is another bird. It's not the same as the osprey, but it is a heron on the coin. If I only had a metal detector, I'd do the whole tent. Awesome. All right, I'm going to have some beef jerky and uh, <laughs> spread out my bedroll. All right, you have some beef jerky and you spread out your bedroll. Uh, do you spread out your bedroll on top of this other bedroll or do you throw this out of the way and make space for yourself? No. I just pick another spot that doesn't have anything in it. All right, you clear out an area and you lay down your bedroll. That's yep. what I'm going to do. I've got my staff set in the middle of the room with the light on, so it's spraying the tent on the inside with bright light. Okay. How about you, Ghost Slinger? What do you do? I exist and uh, just exist. So you don't go to go to bed? <laughs> well, <coughs> I'd love to go to sleep in the death tent. <laughs> <laughs> the death tent. That is the name. It has been coined by me. It has been named the death tent. So, do you go to sleep in the death tent, or do you not? I shall sleep in the death tent. All right. Ghost Slinger lays down to go to sleep in the death tent, <laughs> and you're all laying there asleep. Merlin, do you turn out the light when you go to bed? In a moment, I have to go out and pee. <laughs> Merlin has to go out and pee, but everyone else has fallen asleep. As I get outside, I look back at the tent from a few feet away, and I see light shining through different areas of the tent that cast a ominous beam-like appearance up into the sky. It makes me wonder, was this some kind of directional light or just an accident? The water boils up on the ground from the foam of the liquid pouring from my body, and I wished I could recycle it and drink it again. Excuse me, what? Beer is the only color you drink, and it comes out the same color. These many thoughts are going through my mind. As I look at the sky and see the clouds rolling by with the light shooting up through the tent. Excuse me, what is going on? I think on? I better go to bed He's before I fall down from exhaustion from the long day this is some kind of long rant i'm loving every minute of it this is good stuff <laughs> this is how you actually do things well you're standing out there taking a leak you may as well think about things i'm looking the at the shower tent. thoughts with merlin i forgot you guys can hear me thinking <laughs> <laughs> no we can't all right, Merlin. I go back inside, turn the light out. You go back inside, turn the light out, 
and you go to bed down for the night. And it isn't quite four hours before... Make a perception check, everybody. Perception! With disadvantage. 16 for Merlin and add 4, 5, 6, 7. No, you do not get to add 7 for perception. Oh, okay. You're intelligent, not wise. Your perception is probably nothing. Also 16. Okay, now everyone do it again and take the worst number. 15. Because you're all asleep. Six. Okay, the worst number? Five. Six. Sixteen. You're all the same number? Yes. Okay, so I heard a five and a six? Yep. Yep. Okay, and sixteen. Lucky number sixteen. Oh, let me roll. Let the man roll. All right, Ghost Slinger, you are awoken from your slumber to the sound of crying outside the tent. Oh no. Let's just go by. What do you do? Run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we shall wake up everyone else like a good person for once in my life. You mean because you are afraid to face whatever is outside alone, you wake everyone else and make them do it? No. That is incorrect. Sariwatch <laughs> Gaia. Okay. How do you go about waking them? Smack. You smack them? (laughs) Yes. Who do you smack first? This one, Asharis. Asharis, you are smacked on the face. How would you wake up out of bed if you were smacked on the face? What the heck? I'm going for my sword! (laughs) Ghost Slinger, Asharis has just yelled, What the heck? And is going for her sword. And you heard a crying outside, so what do you do? I smack her again. (laughs) Do you say anything? Yes, I say, shut your mouth. (sighs) Asharis, you have been smacked on the face again. You have your sword in hand, and Ghost Slinger has said, shut your mouth. What? Is your problem? You have more problems! You immediately went for the sword! Because something is obviously attacking us! It's you! No, it's you! You're gonna kill one of us! Okay. Everyone make a constitution check that's still asleep. Merlin, make a const- er, uh, Yeah, make a constitution check this time. No disadvantage, because someone yelled. Thirteen. Hey! You made a mistake. You're going to get us all killed. Both the wizards roll a 13, and Rawl wakes up. (laughs) (laughs) And Merlin wakes up. And Rawl, he doesn't say anything, but he turns over and is on all fours, ready to spring up at a moment's notice. And he looks uh, around, and it's dark, so he can't see very much. No, he has dark vision. He's not terrible like my other characters. He can see in the dark. So he looks around, and he sees Ghost Slinger kneeling down next to Asharis' bed, where Asharis is already holding her sword halfway up into the air, uh, about to stab Ghost Slinger with it. And he is very confused. Can I pull out my uh, (laughs) dagger and just point it at her face? Why wouldn't tell me what is happening? Merlin, you can't see in the dark, so everything is dark. But you heard a lot of commotion, and it woke you from your sleep. What do you do? Turn the light on. My goodness. The light comes on and the tent is illuminated inside and you see the same sight that 
Maral did in the dark, you see that Asharis has her sword half up in the air, and Ghost Slinger is kneeled down next to uh, Asharis's bedroll. What's the problem here? What's going on? Asharis? Ghost Slinger? I don't know. She smacked Somebody me tell in the us. face. Well, I tell us what's happening. Crying outside of the tent, so we are leaving. Goodbye. As she says, I heard crying outside of the tent. You see outside a young girl glowing and semi-transparent walk into the light. She disappears for a moment and walk out to the other side and she reappears and is glowing. And she is in a nightgown with a teddy bear and she is crying. Oh, dear Lord. It's the ghost children again. They're back to haunt me. Oh, no. Okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. Just one child goes across. Yes, and they are a ghost. You never trust the children. Could you see her eyes? No, and I would prefer to not. You did not see her eyes. You just got a glimpse of her as she walked past. Did she walk through the tent or just above the tent? No, she was outside the open door flap. Oh, she just walked by the door flap. So there could be more of them out there. Would somebody like to go talk to her? No, because she's a ghost child. And that would be a mistake. The children are the worst. Yeah, we know one is. <laughs> uh, Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> How many times uh, have I heard that? Many. Uh-oh. I was just curious. If it's a girl walking around outside, maybe one of us could communicate. Hmm. Communicate. You don't want to start. Demon. You don't want to start a battle with her. I mean, what you think we're gonna just whoa and like try and hit a ghost with a sword? No, but I could use some kind of mental telepathy, or you have the power not to have your brain shred. Ghost. Ghost. Well, she must want something. Maybe this tent means something to her. She just walked through it. <clears throat> well, she walked by the front door. She walked past it. She didn't walk through it. Whatever. One or the other. She walked through the front door, maybe. I mean, she walked by the front door. Let's wait and see if she goes around again. Maybe she's going around the tent. Which is not a good sign. And we'll find out what happens next week on (laughs) D&D Tonight. Terrifying. I don't like children, I think you can tell. Sorry. I know you want to explore more and find out, but it's getting late. Okay. So you'll have to think of what you want to do for next time. She was wearing a white nightgown, you think? Like a normal ghost would be at Disney World or... Or in the movies, because that's a cliche. And she had a teddy bear. The ghost children are always the worst. Yeah, they're the scariest. Exactly why we won't go talk to her. (laughs) So, Merlin, if you eventually would next week like to talk to this little ghost child, you can do it next week. (laughs) Well, if she's got a teddy bear and she's crying, it doesn't seem like she's much of a threat. Although, you never know. What about those kids in The Shining? Exactly. Well, that was scary. Exactly. Why you don't go talk to them. They say, come play with us. Come play with us. We're demons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.